Hello, everyone. Pickles. Pickles. And welcome to Podcat, the premier podcast of the Podcat Podcast Network. How are you doing today, Veronica? Oh my gosh, I am just. I'm actually very tired. I'm I don't know what I'm talking so about. I'm tired. so tired. I have no right to be as tired as I am. I feel bad because you you have you you've done so much more in the most recent crises. It's true. But I'm also <laughs> a very sleepy baby. <laughs> Um, so we're not alone in the room. No. We are joined by, you know her from Twitter.com, a lifestyle (laughs) (laughs) and self-love expert. If you're not following her already, what are you doing? Because she will brighten your day and give you inspiration. It's the Tressa Watts! Hi! You really talked me up. Woo! That was very good. That was awesome. Can you introduce me into every room I walk into? Because that was amazing. (laughs) I've been listening to a lot of Who Charted, and Cool Up by Lysok is is, is spectacular. That's why I just imitate her. Well, it was great. How's life, Tressa? Uh, Pretty good. How about, how are you guys? I know, like, you're just in the few, what, month, first month of marriage? How's that going? It has been interesting, for sure. It's been a busy month. Yeah, yeah, it has been a super busy month. So, um, so yeah, I started my department thing. Yes. And then... We got some papers. We got papers? We got associate's degrees. Yeah, yeah, we finished our associate's degrees. That's Woo! awesome. And so... We got accepted to... I got accepted. You, you got, got accepted. You oh, said, I'm so You keep sorry. saying we, and there's just a big if singular If they accepted you. me, they're going to accept you. I got accepted to the program that I want to do, which will help me do a master's and bachelor's concurrently. So I'll be taking my teeth into that soon. And I am waiting to hear back. <laughs> I'm not rubbing my eye because I'm crying. I'm rubbing my eye because I'm sad. Tressa, we should give you fair notice that we have gotten so, 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 so little sleep because there's been a, a very sick kid in the home lately. I saw that. I'm so sorry. Oh, it's A-OK. Yeah, it's fine. So <sighs> Tressa, for the, the podcast listener who isn't listen, it doesn't know her and uh, how dare you, first of all. Yeah, why are you even listening to this I show? I mean, come on. Get on Twitter Don't you respect catch up on the ours last seven or years. Gwen's wishes? <laughs> yes. Gwen, if you're not following Tressa, I think Gwen comes down and, and punches you in the face. <laughs> in the butt. Sure that's what happens. In the butt. In the butt. In the butt, yes. Yeah. It's a their brand. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like you don't know who Gwen is now. <laughs> what has happened? That's very true. But you've been you've been someone who has un- undergone a bit of a, um, a I don't want to say lifestyle trans- uh, transformation, but I will say that I, I dated someone very briefly when I was a lot younger who uh, quoted the song Wonderwall, because maybe you're going to be the one to save me. And Tressa, I have been working on myself in every way except for in fitness. And I sometimes, I like literally was eating a Dorito yesterday. I said, oh, it's fine. We're going to talk to Tressa. So my life will change tomorrow. And tomorrow I cannot be eating Doritos. Yeah. He said this to me in bed. And I was just like, yeah, that's a good idea. Hand me those Doritos before someone, before someone changes me. All it took was Dave talking about milk products on the Twitters. And I was like, man, maybe I do need to give up milk. This is not a very ethical thing for me to be partaking in, but... So far, I've had a lot of cheese today. But so. I know I, I, even I, Dave said he like cringes when people say that. But like, how can I give up cheese? I haven't gotten to that oh, point for in sure. my life. No, I, I I can't even understand what life. I'm deathly lactose intolerant, and I don't see a world without <laughs> cheese. Like I had ice cream this weekend. I had a piece of cheese on my on its own, just by itself today. It's like I don't know about this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It may have been easier when I was much younger and I only knew that there, well, we didn't even have like real cheese when I was a kid. It was um, American cheese, artificial cheese product slices. And I remember reading the package one day and thinking, what does that mean? I mean, I love it, mm. but what does it mean? But I think if I had only ever known that one cheese, I could probably get away with it. But now but the world of cheeses has just expanded for me. Oh, and yeah. ugh, so many different types of lactating animals. Can- <laughs> You're right. Julie was a very bad influence on us. Julie was a terrible. Well, I liked cheese before Julie. That's true. But she rekindled our love. Of she a good did. I was just like, oh wine. god, yeah, that's such a good idea. Why uh-huh. are we not having cheese and fruit and wine all the time? Uh huh. 
So Tressa, I apologize if I put you too much in, in a corner of, of just being a, a, a lifestyle uh, guru because you are so much more than that. But I, I um, find your story very compelling and I'm someone who feels very driven in a lot of uh, avenues of my life. I'm, I'm very determined and I try to be high functioning. But the one thing I never hold myself to uh, any level of accountability for is any level of fitness or self-love. <laughs> and I sort of really let that slide because it stresses me out to have everything on the plate. And I say, if I just really ignore this one thing and focus on everything else, do a good job at everything else that feels more manageable in that way. But I always have this kind of vision that I'll work on me at some point or that things will work that I can do everything that I feel like I need to and work on me. Uh, so, uh, just being Twitter friends from afar, I, I found your journey and how open you are about it to be kind of inspiring. Um, agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Wholeheartedly. I, I, I kind of also wonder, cause I've also, I don't just read, uh, uh, Tressa's tweets about, you know, fitness and everything. I, I do read her actual Twitter feed and I remember her going through a time in her life when... And I'm sorry that I'm not letting you narrate your own story. I'm very sorry. But this is only what I've seen through Twitter. But I remember her going through like a really hard period in work and then having a change there. And like, I think she switched to a different job or something like that. It was quite some time ago that I read that. And um, and I just thought like, oh, man, that's so hard to like do a new job and kind of like try and wrap your brain around it. Cause I always say like, similarly to you, if you see me excelling in one area of my life, it means that I am utterly failing in another area. Cause I, I firmly believe you cannot do it all. So when, and then, and then when, uh, when I started seeing her photos of her, um, health transformation, I was just like, well, damn it. <laughs> I have to let go of this belief. So it was interesting. But anyways, please share with us your journey in your own yes, words. Yes, you've heard a lot of us talk at you. <laughs> Let's have your trust up in her own words. Jesus Who are Christ. you? What are you about? What's life? How's life? How are you doing? Well, so it kind of started at one point, like, before I lost weight, kind of dealing with this whole loving myself. Uh-oh. Tressa, oh, shit. if you could hear us. Yeah, you're roboting a bit on our end, just so you okay. know. Am you I sound a little now? better now. Cause you guys stop for a second too. Are we cool? Hmm. Are we good? Maybe not. Yeah, Shit. we're good okay. now. Okay. Okay. So before I started the weight loss journey, I kind of went on this um, journey of loving myself, and I just remember always being unhappy with who I was, and even taking the time to appreciate the body I was in. And this was, like I said, before I started losing weight and just doing something simple, like wearing the clothes I wanted to wear and not feeling I was like under a microscope. Because I feel like you definitely, everyone can feel like that. I feel like you get a little bit more when you're plus sized. You kind of have more standards to hit. It's harder to just roll out of bed and go outside without feeling like people are looking at you like you're a overweight, lazy person than when you're smaller and you're just in your gym clothes. And maybe that was all in my head. It's a great possibility, but I definitely felt like I was under that microscope. So um, 100% not just in your head. I think okay. other people really think feel that. I do. As a female, I do. Do you as a man feel that? Yeah. And strangely enough, as a parent, I feel like when I have that yeah. extra time suck, I'm never the most busy and trying the hardest than when I have the most weight. Yeah. If that makes any sense, because there's school work, uh, kids. And, and so that's a new dimension of, of that that's really challenging as well. Okay. Go on. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. So I started just doing that and putting my best foot forward every day. And then it kind of clicked one day where I was like, maybe I should eat better because I deserve to eat better. Mm. And maybe I should go and work out every once in a while because I deserve to do that. So, and that's kind of how my fitness journey started, was from that point. It also started because my mother, who is just now turning 69, was very sick. And she was sick from things that could have been prevented had she put more effort in her life and in her own health. And I didn't Mm want to be that person. I didn't also want to be that person for my husband to take care of later on, especially because we don't have children. And there's a great possibility that when we're old it's just going to be the two of us and I didn't want to be a burden on him so it kind of went from there and 
I would say that easily it took two months of wrapping my head around what it meant to treat myself well before I actually started doing it. And that's like each step. That's really interesting. Um, I, you know, I think that you hear a lot of that, you know, that mantra of be okay and be happy in the skin that you're in and just appreciate you for you. But it's also very difficult. I'm sorry. I received a call. I am the worst. This is a good song. There we go. <laughs> sorry. That's my ringtone, y'all. <laughs> So, yeah, I think it's really interesting um, to hear how long it took for you to kind of um, wrap your head around that because it, it's very simple, I think, you know, to to say like, oh, I deserve or I think I should do this thing for myself because I am good and I'm okay. And, um, and that sometimes taking more than three weeks is like, oh, well, obviously I'm not because if I can't even convince myself in three weeks... I must not be. You know yeah. what I mean? And when I try hard shortly, I relapse pretty hard. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think about um, kidney donation stories. And sometimes somebody will donate a kidney and that's great. But sometimes someone will donate a kidney and it starts this whole string of donations where that one person inspires giant chains. And I've heard people study those and the chains will go up to like 200, 300 more, more people. Uh, people just inspired by that single thing. I love how your journey focuses so much on this inner light of really liking and appreciating yourself. And I think that helps your journey be more than just for you. But this whole community can coalesce around you and find a lot of inspiration in your story. It's so relatable and it's so feelable that way because it's something that just oozes that positivity and that light. So that's very cool. And I appreciate hearing that. Thank you. And that was kind of something too when I decided to be really open about it and what I was doing I wanted to be honest about it because I didn't want people to always think oh well it's easy because when you see that for someone and you believe it's easy for them it makes it seem like it's even harder for you at least it always did for me when I tried before in the past and I wanted to be honest about you know relapsing myself or going too far in one direction or losing what I was really what my goal really was in the end and I didn't want it to seem dishonest Mm-hmm. So my question for you, so as a person that's busy, and I think that Sam and I often say that we're extremely busy people, oh, we don't have any time for anything, blah, blah, blah. And yet we watch a lot of TV. Mm-hmm. But TV is also a very huge priority for me. And so, like, um, so my question for you is, uh, do you wake up early to go work out or do you work out at night? When, when do you make time for you? Um, during the week, it's after work, because I could not get up before when I already have to be up for work. I'm not a morning person. But on the weekends, I get up in the morning to do it usually. Interesting. But after I'll, work. I'll be honest, I'm definitely the type of person I've not figured out a good sleep schedule. <laughs> so I will often, through the week, go for like four to five hours of sleep and then crash one day. Like, I've not figured out a sleep schedule at all. That's not my strong point. No, I think that I'm similar in that way in that I enjoy being asleep. I love it. And there's a really great book uh, by Ariana Huffington uh, that's all about sleep. And I thought it was a really fabulous book. I bought it on Audible. And it just talks about all of the health benefits of not being the way that we are (laughs) and just making time to fall asleep. And I followed that really closely for, I'd say maybe a month or so. And then I had like school get really crazy. So I couldn't really, um, really make time to sleep. But my hope is that I can get to a point where I am sleeping eight to nine hours a week and that it's all uninterrupted and everything. That's a week, a night. And that would be great. But yeah, uh, I think, that's the hardest part for me because all I want in life is to be a morning person and I'm not. Me too. I've tried so hard and I've had jobs where I needed to be a morning person. And as soon as I've left that job, I'm right back to being a night owl. Like no matter how Mm -hmm. hard I try, I cannot manage it. What time do you wake up in the morning for work? About seven. Between 630 and seven, depending on when me or my husband have to be at work that day. Yeah. That's us too. Mm. disgusting yeah so like thinking about getting up at five to go run a little no it's not happening it's just not Mm -mm. gonna happen 
I feel like that's what V kind of, when she perceives her best self as someone who gets up at five and goes run mm-hmm. and does fitness things. Well, I think that really goes back to my granny. She's my great grandmother. And she would wake up at 4.30 in the morning, every single morning, without an alarm clock, you know, that type of person. And she would make breakfast for everyone, and she had a full garden, all of this stuff. And to me, I'm just like, oh, that seems like such a great way to start your day, is to get up, take care of all of the things that you want to take care of, do a little hobby, and, you know, and then have other people wake up and need things from you. So, yeah. It's interesting. That's just not how I perceive my best self as waking up early. So it's <laughs> interesting. Those, those, those how, how is your best self when you wake up early? Oh, I, I don't think he wakes up early. <laughs> <laughs> I get I it, Sam. Me either. He packs a nutritious lunch and he goes on a Pokemon walk with that lunch every day at lunch. And then he runs some nights. Okay. And that is the best Sam. Yeah. Okay. I'm into that. <laughs> See, this is how ridiculous, ridiculously ambitious I am in that I would like to get up at 4.30 so I could quickly take a shower, have some coffee, make a 30-minute podcast every single day. <laughs> yes, every morning. Waking up with me. <laughs> you just want to be a morning talk show host. I really The more do. I know about, about you, that's that's what it's that's all about. That's the dream. That's all I want is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give the sitch and then I'm going to peace out so I can go do a little exercising and then let everyone wake up, make them breakfast, and then get the fuck to get the fuck to work. That's all I want. What's your best self look like, Tressa? Oh gosh, it varies day to day. Like mm. part of me is like, oh yes, getting up early would be fabulous. Going on a run before work, going to work, going on a walk after work, having time to go hiking where I'm not running would be great. Oh, I love hiking. Mm-hmm. I do too. And sometimes I'm like. My best self would be staying up till 2 a.m. and being okay with getting up at 6 (laughs) (laughs) a.m. Magic. That's the best. Magic. (laughs) Oh, my best self would also rock climb with Tressa and Caleb. Oh, yes. Go bouldering. That was tons of fun. So, Caleb, your husband, is he also on your fitness journey or is it something you do sort of solo? Um, It was something I did sort of solo, but I think I've kind of rubbed off on him. That's great. Like he's been um he's been tracking what he eats and he started working out at home when I go to the gym and then we started doing the bouldering thing and we've been going on. Now that it's nice outside, we're doing our pokey walks again, which I love and I'm very sad in Ohio when it's winter and it's too cold to go catch pokemon, so yeah. Sam and I got into a habit of going walking for I want to say like a week, right? And the <laughs> weather was gorgeous. Yes. And then suddenly it was fucking so cold and the wind was hurting my mouth. And I was just like, no, we're going to do it. And I kept on, I kept on pushing us to walk because I had a goal that I had not expressed to anyone but myself. And I was like, we're going to make it around this block like eight times. And then by the time we walked in, like my thighs were numb, but not from walking from fucking cold. And I was like, I can never do this again. And we never did. Yeah, it, it can get real <laughs> gross outside sometimes. I walked around today during lunch. <laughs> no brag, I also ate a fried chicken thing for lunch. So I'm at a negative two overall. <laughs> <laughs> but I was walking around and it got so icky so fast. It can get real gross outside yeah, here for it's sure. it's yucky here. Who is Tressa outside of this lifestyle fitness journey? What do you do for fun? I um, play games. What do you I... play? We haven't had as much time for it recently, but I do enjoy enjoy role-playing games, which is how I got into this whole community. I actually met my husband playing my very first D&D game. Aww. Woo. Yeah. Um, we love a card game called Sentinels of the Multiverse, which I don't know if you've ever played it, but it's a superhero uh, card game based on comics that don't exist, and it's super Ooh. intricate. Um, and has lots of history if you really look at the cards, but it's still very easy to pick up. We have all the expansions because we're that ridiculous. Um, nice. Is this like Magic the Gathering sort of? Like you play no. against each other? No, it's cooperative, actually. You and oh, the other okay. superheroes are trying to take down a villain. So, And I love cooperative games. So, Okay. Yeah, I can definitely be into that. 
Sam and I are super competitive. Although Sam is not. It's just me projecting. (laughs) (laughs) Veronica and the Sam that Veronica competes against (laughs) are competitive. (laughs) We are very competitive with one another. Uh Cooperative games are good. So in your cooperative game, you can just be competitive about who wins first, even though you're technically all winning together. Oh, see? It is a game. There you go. There you go. That sounds fun. I um, also do photography, but I haven't had as much time for that recently because I've definitely come to the fact that I really enjoy fitness and I never thought I would be that person, but here I am. Like tonight I went on a run and it was hot outside. Oh my God. It was like 83 degrees. It's so hot. It's only... Uh... That is what we would call a nice day. Yeah. (laughs) If only. Yes. (laughs) I don't know if I could survive hotter weather than what we get in Ohio. Like, it's just ridiculous. How hot does it get down there? Like, 100 degrees? 120? It sounds terrible. Oh, no. Never 120. It's more muggy is the grossest thing. Yeah. Because it'll it'll get real humid and everything sticks to you and it's just real gross. And it sucks the energy out of you real fast. Yeah. That was the saving grace tonight is it wasn't very muggy, but I know it's coming. I'm trying not to let that stop me because I kind of spent all winter not running outside and running outside is much harder than running on a treadmill and I really want to stay to running outside, but that might mean I have to get up early, so I don't know what to do with that. I'll figure it out. I used to really enjoy running outside as well. Um I, when I was in junior high and high school, I loved doing cross country, but I really hated doing indoor, like, um, like running lines and shit like that. So it was just so depressing because you never got anywhere mm-hmm. <laughs> and there was no wind. Ugh. Trissa, would you like a Twitter question? Sure. Hey, podcast, podcast and Tressa cat. I have no motivation. If it weren't for Twitter dot how, do you, or excuse me, if it weren't for Twitter.com, it's supposed to say, how do you keep motivated to take care slash exercise? That's from Rick Leah at R-I-C underscore L-E-A. For one, I just have to say Rick is awesome and he does so much with his um, fitness that I he's a inspiration to me. But also part of my inspiration comes from my nerdy obsession with my Fitbit and all the stats that come with it. Mm-hmm. Another thing I never thought I'd be into, but... I mean, just knowing, like, I did more than yesterday or I did more than last week um, makes it very easy for me to keep, not easy, but it helps me keep going. And sometimes I definitely have to just talk myself up, like, you can do it. You can do this. Or you have to do this. You've kept doing it. Or keeping a streak going. Like, I've been... I've logged into my fitness pal for 500 in some days now, and I'm determined that even if I'm having a day where I don't plan on logging my food, I'm logging into that app to keep my streak going. Mm. So, interesting. L- little goals like that. That sounds very manageable. I think I'm really coming around on Fitbit and, and, and health and fitness trackers. <gasps> I was really not into it. I'm so excited. Your eye. I'm going to remove. Oh, Thank you. Cute. It was my magic. You've taken it from me. Thank you. Hey, Podcat Podcast and Trusted Cat. What advice would you give to someone who can't help but think ugh when they look in the mirror? That's also from Riklia. So I'm going to steal a line from this artist whose name is Vivian McMasters. And she has a class you can take, and it's called Be Your Own Beloved. And it is a selfie class where you pretty much take selfies and different angles to appreciate yourself. And from that, you kind of learn that you need to be your own beloved. You have to sometimes look at yourself like you would look at the person you would love and build them up. And like when you see someone that you love kind of feeling down, you're going to look at them and you're going to be there for them and you're support them and you're going to say nice things to them. And you have to do that to yourself sometimes. It's not always easy. And sometimes you don't always believe it. You kind of have to fake it till you make it on that. But it definitely makes an impact do you do you wonder though so this is a question open to anyone okay so there are no angels listening (laughs) interesting um so do you think that 
I guess like our generation gets really shamed by that selfie culture. And then I, cause I kind of think like, um, you know, I once read this quote of like, oh, for every selfie that you see posted, there's like a ton of selfies that didn't get posted. Right. And you know, there's that, um, there's this uh, theme from older generations that are like, oh, that selfie generation, blah, blah, blah. You're so self-absorbed. And I really hate that that's a thing because it's, I, I, I really agree with what you're saying. And I think it's so interesting that, um, you know, people that are always going to be haters are going to be haters. And so, you know, they can't see the value in someone valuing themselves. And that's so upsetting to me. But I feel like if you're one of those people that has that thing of like, oh, I don't want to take a selfie because I don't want to look like ridiculous or whatever. You do not look ridiculous. And everyone that says shitty things about it should go to hell. So, or I, oh. Donald Trump's White House, either <laughs> or. Yeah, same thing. <laughs> I, um, I think that there's a fundamental presumption of beauty and dignity that persons and cultures are kind of supposed to have and that millennials don't often get uh, i think it goes to the selfie culture so quirks mm-hmm. about different cultures even if they're ridiculous there's there's a beauty and the uniqueness of just doing something new to the human tapestry and i i feel like what you're speaking on is something that the millennials aren't given that fundamental uh worth dignity or presumption of of, of uniqueness and, and and dignity sometimes of that and that's a shame because what teresa is uh, and I'm very sorry if I ever mispronounce your name. Uh, no, Gwen, you're good. Please don't kill me. Uh, you articulate there's something very beautiful about that. I, I, I've, I've never, I don't think I've ever even said this to Veronica. Well, I think I have, but I don't think I've said it quite this way. But I, I really have gone through moments of really not liking myself. Mm. And uh, a, a lot of that was a, in a hundred different ways. I, I really want to uh, ask you questions about mental and kind of emotional uh, self-care as, as well as physical uh, um, but but stick a pin in that but physical was was a big component of it I went through a very long time of like late adolescence and early adulthood where almost as a twitch or as a thing of body dysmorphia I didn't look at myself or anything like that like as I would look away from ages me would not look in mirrors and coming out of that I remember like the way I looked uh, just my face just features were shocking to me to almost rediscover because um, th- th- that was about the time I went through about a suicide ideation mm. a- as well. And what you're describing is something that I would have, if, if I could have intrinsically found that, e- even if it had been, say I was very vapid and, and vain about it, there still would have been value to it. I, I just really miss um, ha- having known the part of who I was or, or how I looked like because I couldn't accept it or, or couldn't accept that I couldn't change it and, and had some weight problems. Um so I'm going to try to take selfies and, uh, and uh, for my own sake, uh, love and accept myself in, mm-hmm. in that way. Because you I, should I snap think I'm something nice. I'll, Snaps I'll, and grams. I'll snap everyone. I'll snap and grams. Yeah. Yes. We need to have a podcast Snapchat. Okay. Yeah. Let's do it. A pod snap. A pod snap. <laughs> We're a pod it. snap. <laughs> um, since that, that briefly came up, and, and, and I do want to pick your brain while I have you here. Uh, before I start end this whole interview singing Wonderwall to you. No. That won't be happening. She's going to save us. No. But not through that song. I'm just kidding. It's right, it's, it's literally because I knew someone who thought of the lyrics. I was like, anyways. Um, totally divorced from physical health and well-being. I, I think something that that's, people find such inspiration as you and is self-acceptance is such a part of your inner light and of your journey. Uh, what is some advice or, or, or something that goes with that? What was useful to you just on an emotional mental health level about um, your journey? There's a question in there somewhere. I don't know what it is. But... <laughs> just... In table topics, she would say, thank you table topics master. And then just move to something you want to talk about instead. <laughs> So you got that jumbled heap of a very tired person who has not slept this week. You can you can accept that as a question and, and answer it, or we can move on to another Twitter question. I'm happy either way. No, I I think I understand what you're saying. So, part for me, not everybody is like this, but for me, my fitness and my emotional journey were very intertwined. I had to accept when I had bad emotional days and how to handle them correctly. 
And that was sometimes leaning into my fitness and not doing things that weren't healthy for me, including things like overeating or um, drinking just to escape and things of that nature. Some of it kind of came because of habits I was building of, you know, calorie counting and running and weightlifting. And some of it came when I started to notice the changes in my emotional state with that. And then two, some of my emotional change came from when I was having a bad day, like eating or fitness wise, that I had to remind myself that it was okay to have a bad day, to not beat myself up about it. And that, when I learned to do that, it really did lift a whole weight off my shoulder. And other things too, like it's okay if I had a shitty day at work because it's okay to make mistakes. And it's okay that, you know, I made this mistake with this person or did that. Um, when you love someone, you are forgiving to them. And it's important to remember to be forgiving to yourself. And that was a big lesson I had to learn. Hmm. Very cool. That's a good answer to a very crazy question. Do you remember the, <laughs> I'm sorry. Do you remember the Superstore episode where the Olympic athlete came in? Yes. And the person who likes the Olympic athlete. Yes. So the Olympic athlete basically says, you can do it. You're great. And it sounds great when it's from the Olympic athlete. But when everyone else tries to say the same thing as someone else, it just doesn't like, quite work. I don't know. It just sounds really cheesy when anyone else says <laughs> Sometimes it. Sometimes you need to trust them just, uh, just to say those sort of things. Agreed. I want to ask the next question. Okay. God damn it. Please. Okay. Uh, so this question is from Allie, a.k.a. at Aluminum Iodine. How do you pick yourself up after a bad day? What are your comfort foods slash activities? How did you become so dang awesome? Heart emoji. It's like one question per tweet, guys. One per tweet. Well, first of all, sometimes I don't think I'm awesome. I think I'm just really good at pretending to be awesome. But like I said, sometimes you got to fake it till you make it. Mm -hmm. um, I pick myself up after a bad day. It kind of depends on the bad day I'm having. Sometimes I just sit on the couch and watch bad TV or good TV with Caleb. And sometimes I Snapchat with Geeklies and kind of get it all out of my system and then move on. It, like I said, it depends on how my bad day. Was it a bad day because of outside forces? Was it a bad day because of me? So that can kind of affect it as well. Comfort food is always pizza. Oh my gosh. I would eat pizza every day if I could. Every day. Pizzas and tacos. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. It is very easy, though, to make healthy tacos. It is not easy to make healthy pizza. If you want no. pizza, you just got to go for it. You eat that pizza and don't feel bad about it because pizza is awesome. I do have to say, I have a very good cauliflower crust recipe that does not actually taste like cauliflower. It's just so time intensive. I'm yeah. just, ugh. Who? Why? I, I want the carbs. I mean, it's yeah. just... Sometimes you got to eat the pizza and the cheese, even if it's bad for you. No. Sorry, and Dave. And if it kills animals. <laughs> Sorry, Dave. <laughs> we need to get him a, a cheese hat. Yes, we do. But I think he'll understand that by getting him a Wisconsin cheese hat, we are saying exactly that you are the leader of the cheese. <laughs> Only you can take it away from us. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Okay. Tressa, what media are you consuming these days? Any podcasts, books, or television? Television is coming to a close. Oh, we're about to start season two of Master of None. We're rewatching season one. I'm very excited mm, about that. Because cool. I love That's Master fun. of None. Yeah. That was a um, good show. It really was. And it was a show that we just kind of started watching because of Aziz Ansari. And we're like, oh, we liked him on Parks and Rec. And it ended up being one of the better shows I've seen in the past couple of years. It was surprising and really funny. It was mm -hmm. also really it, it, pretty, which I enjoyed. Yes. That it wasn't it just was a comedy pretty. show. It was a beautiful show. Loved it. Had a lot of yes. presence and style, yes. for sure. I haven't done too much in podcasts recently because I can't work out to podcasts. Now that I can get to be outside a little bit more, I'll kind of get back into podcasts. I am always into the Hamilton soundtrack. I just haven't gotten enough of that yet. It's, mm -hmm. it's ingrained in my soul and etched on my heart. I'll just love it forever. That's a good. That's a good. Uh, that's a good soundtrack pick. Right on. Do you want to ask this one from Gwen? I feel like we have to ask our Gwen oh, question. Oh, I feel like we skip all Gwens. 
We, right? we don't let Gwen participate right. in this forum. Uh, yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> Gwen's going to murder us because of this episode. No, she'll punch us in the butt. <laughs> I have a lot of butts. So. <laughs> BFD. Okay, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, Gwen, we are going to ask questions. Um, let's see. This is from Gwen. If you are not following her on Twitter, I don't know how you found this podcast. Um, let's see. She wants to say that she loves you, Tressa. I love you, Gwen. There we go. And also, when are you going to visit her again? I wish I knew, but I'll at least see you at GeeklyCon. Okay. Uh, so that's two Mondays from Saturdays. And, um... What is your favorite song to run slash work out to? Ooh. It it varies, but right now there's this instrumental song that my friend Rachel recommended to me, and I'm going to pull it up because I don't remember the exact name. But it was a song I saw it was instrumental, and I'm someone that like lip syncs while they're running, and I get really into it and make an embarrassing fool of myself on the treadmill. But so I wasn't really sure about this one, but it's called To Glory by the Nero Anthology, and it is amazing. I put it on my playlist, I just hit shuffle, it popped up at some random part in the run, and I was like, Yes, I'm in an epic movie. Yes, let's do this. It was the best. That's how I feel about the Wonder Woman theme song. Yes. Mm. Gets me that's, going. That's so true. Wonder Woman is a big inspiration to me. I just wanted to be an Amazon queen. For sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, all of us, right? All mm-hmm. three? Okay. Yeah, right. all three of yeah. us. Yeah. Um, how can I be more like you? Says Gwen. Says Gwen. Says Gwen. Gwen, you don't need to be more like me. You're amazing. Be more like Gwen. Be more like Gwen. Uh, how many licks does it take to get to to the Tootsie Roll Center of a Tootsie Pop? The world will never know. Crunch, the world may never know. Uh, i mean who could really lick it that long i couldn't i really just gave up and bit into it when i was a kid uh so everything in texas is very far from everything else so it's a long trek anywhere you go and i remember taking a tootsie roll tootsie pop and i was like you know what it's the orange one i don't really like the orange one anyways so i'm gonna try and so i did it but only on one side. And it was like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of licks. And I told my mom, I was like, hey, I got to the center of the Tootsie Roll Tootsie Pop. And she goes, yeah, but only on one side. And I was like, <laughs> oh, was there, or was I supposed to put my whole mouth on it? And like, was I supposed to get to all of it at once? I didn't know. And I was just, I, I never tried again, so. I feel like you did it, though. I did, I did. I do. Well. I- I feel like that's a mom reaction to have. That would have been my mom's reaction as well. Well, only on that side. Yeah. But... It's like, damn. Right. So harsh. Do better next time. Look in that Tootsie Pop, girl. Like, that's yeah. <laughs> probably because we were only halfway done with the ride. And she wanted me to try it on the other side. But I think I probably just, I probably just cried. Uh, I was a real crybaby. Still am. Oh, and the next question was, will the world ever know? Uh, yes, I just told the world. <laughs> <laughs> the truth is out there. Uh, when can we do a podcast together? Oh, I'm so excited. I hope that the both of you do a podcast for us to put on the air. That would be really cute. I also hope that one day that Gwen will let us interview her. Yeah. And not about butts, but about something butts, butts, completely butts, significant. Butts, butts, butts. <laughs> <laughs> kidding, kidding. I don't hit people. Okay. So um, we have a couple more questions. Do you guys want to just get through them real quick or you want to cut it? Do you want a Joey Full House cut it out? (laughs) I feel like we can step on. Show us whatever we want. Okay, great. Quick quick question, though, because I'm curious. Uh, How did your friendship with Gwen start? My friendship with Gwen started joking, kind of joking with each other in the big geekly chat around Mm -hmm. Valentine's Day a couple years ago. And we started sending each other cat valentines of our own cats. And it kind of grew from there. It really kind of hit off, though, when her and some people came through and stopped by our house on their way to GeeklyCon Louisville. Um, We picked up Josh um, A. from the airport. We picked up Ben from Pennsylvania. And they stayed at our house most of the day previous before they left. And then 
we were waiting for Gwen, Ariel, and John to come in from Chicago, and an eight-hour drive took them, like, 15 hours. I don't know what I happened. I believe it. I, I think they it. got lost in a time warp in Indiana. I really don't know. Mm-hmm. They were just gone mm-hmm. forever. So they showed up at the house at, like, 2 in the morning. I got to hug her, and then we went to sleep, and they left after breakfast the next day. And it was... <laughs> It was amazing because I got to see them all and I got to see Gwen, but it was like so heartbreaking because it was like there for a moment and then gone. Mm-hmm. But then it was nice because about three weeks later, her and John came down for my art show that I had. So nice, yeah, very cool. Geekly brought I mean, us I together. I the John Cerritos, so good. Yeah, we need to talk to John. It's sad that uh, John was at the center of our friendship when, uh, well, I guess before our friendship was a love ship yeah when we first were friends it was over a dnt game mm-hmm. that i gm'd mostly and uh john and veronica were like the core party members i don't know how to turn on your phone press the menu button and then you swipe oh okay that's so ridiculous <laughs> kidding. john's a good guy okay. i miss him a lot me too yeah um let's see oh we've already done that one tressa well we're finding a question is there anything you want to talk about or have on your mind not really. I was just really excited that you asked me on. I got really nervous about 10 minutes before we started, though. I was like, oh, man. what am I going to talk about? But it's been fun. For sure. Oh, boy. You did a show recently, right? I'm sorry I don't know too much about it. Uh, we don't need to talk about it if you don't want to. But didn't you do some sort of um, art show or performance? Oh, yeah. I was a model for an area, Dr. Sketchies. And Dr. Sketchies is a life drawing group that gets together. And they draw model. They, they're life draw. It's a life drawing group, so they have a model, and usually the model starts off with a costume, and then they either have another costume or model a second set, and then at the very last, they're totally naked, or as naked as you can legally be in a bar in Ohio, which is pasties and a thong. So that was super exciting and a big like goal for me, because it was really putting myself out there. It was awesome, though. I got to dress up, and I it was a fitness challenge too because i had to hold some poses for like 10 minutes it was rough oh, it was wow. awesome though yeah wow that's, that's crazy that's awesome okay so um i think you'd be really upset if we didn't ask any of his questions um you may not know this person from twitter especially their face or their angry face or their get going face but uh at the viking bear underscore says hey podcast podcast if you were to grow facial hair would you okay check for sam um if you would how would you style it if money were no object would you still choose to work damn good Mm. questions Mm -hmm. okay uh guest goes first or not i don't care so my honest my honest answer about facial hair is i can grow facial hair (laughs) Thank you. I was also going to say this. Yeah, I, wa- I, I wax my I'm facial so, I'm so hair. I'm glad you guys went first because I actually can grow it too. <laughs> I wax, I pluck. I mean, there's a whole routine going on. Um, yeah. Part of going back to this, and I don't really mean to make it about this again, but in my self-love journey, I kind of started following some alternative models. And one of them's name is, I forget her name, but she is in the UK. And she's a Sikh, so she always wears a turban, but she has a full beard, and she, like, embraces it. And while my beard Whoa. wouldn't be full, it kind of gave me this whole thing, like, yeah, I'm still pretty, even though I have a mustache. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I don't let it grow. It would be embarrassing for everyone involved. Yeah. Um, I only slightly let mine grow. Psh, whatever. Uh, no, I'm kidding. I don't. I swax it immediately as soon as I can see it. Um but I guess if I were to grow facial hair based on what was that app everyone was using for like five seconds, my, my where I was just the most face out, face beautiful out. man. Yeah, <laughs> you, your face switched very well. <laughs> With mine did not did not switch male to female. It just became a baby face. Yeah, you were. It was just a baby. Uh, but I was a beautiful man. Yeah, in yeah, yeah. anything. You were very attracted to you as a man. Oh my, I would do me in a heartbeat. <laughs> Anyways, a goatee would probably be my thing. Uh, but definitely, like, I would say more of a Joey Fatone goatee and not an AJ from the Backstreet Boys goatee. I just want to make that distinction. <laughs> and if you understand what that means, you do belong on this podcast. I feel like I would have a Jake Stinbro curly mustache if I grew my hair. Oh, yes. Also good. 
Although I'm scared that that would be flammable. <laughs> Just yes, don't lean over candles. Is flammable. Yes, flammable. Yes. Oh, I guess it, do- it is combustible, right? Like yes. it does catch a flame. You can burn your hair. Well, I have I've lit my hair on fire on accident. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Not my facial like, hair, but my hair. Yeah, my hair. hair. I had really long hair when I was a caterer once, and I lit it on like a shaper on accident. Or, like, oh the boy, Schaefer burner. Shaper, 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 shosh, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, to answer the second part of his question, Star Trek is my favorite show. Yes, I would work if money was no were no object. <laughs> Absolutely, I would. Yeah, I would probably work if money were no object as well. Um, I feel very driven in in like the workplace to to achieve something, to do something, yeah. and I'm, I'm certainly not doing any, anything of, of the sort now. But I, I have a lot of aspirations to kind of uh, do something meaningful uh, and productive with work. Yeah, I certainly, um, just coming from a background wherein uh, at, at points in my life I was pretty disadvantaged, um, if money were no object, being able to directly impact the lives of children who are living in food deserts, of children who do not have access to computers and or Wi-Fi and need those things, um, I would actively work to uh, make things like that happen for people. So that would be my choice Definitely i would same. also take long vacations yes to very awesome places i would work as well mm-hmm. not in a pharmacy but i wouldn't work as well i feel like i don't know i just couldn't just sit at home all day i would no. have to do something for sure there's only so much netflixing you can do because i have tried yes <laughs> <laughs> and you have to give up at some point Ugh. okay also the viking bear asks if you lived in a typical fantasy setting, what abilities or class would you be? I'm assuming this is a nerd out D&D question. I love it. Um, if you could be immortal, would you be immortal? Yes. No. Okay, so your class would be yes. Yes, my class would be yes. and Abilities, yes. Abilities, yes. Yes, okay. yes. Perfect. You will do well in D anD D because you must have both of those. Yes, and. <laughs> okay, um, I'll answer the first one first. So, um, if I were any class, I'd probably be a paladin or a dark paladin. Oh no, changing my mind completely. I'd be a druid, one hundred percent. Forget everything I've ever said in the past. That's what I would be, and shape shifting, all the time, one hundred percent of the time. Usually with things with big dicks, I'm sure. <laughs> go big or go home. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. In or fact, it, one of my characters was yeah. just unbelievably attracted to minotaurs, yes. and it was it was gross <laughs> and beautiful. What about you guys? I feel like I would be a rogue, some sort of rogue, just on the shadows, sneaking around. I feel like we're rounding out a good party here yeah totally um if we're playing fifth from the player's manual then i really love the oath of light paladin because uh, I, I don't like playing religious characters per se but i love characters that are just generally devoted to a concept of good in others an undefined sort of self-actualization uh thing of, of, of promoting good where, where they can find it i also think warlock of patron relationships are very fun and and kind of interesting and uh, I also really love Ardents. Anything where you're kind of telepathic, but you're really focusing about championing belief or cause or, or motivation or helping everyone feel certain ways, I think is, is really interesting too. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, and Tressa, if you could be immortal, would you be immortal? No. Oh, interesting. I, w- I wouldn't be against a long life, but I don't think I would want to live until the end of time. And you, Sam. Absolutely, yeah. I I don't quite understand. Did you did you watch? Did either of you guys watch Battlestar Galactica? Nope. Did you watch that, Tressa? No. Okay, for the podcast listener who knows what I'm talking about, they wouldn't be listening. I'm kidding. There's a uh, something that Battlestar does kind of ridiculously, but it illustrates something I think in right that happens in fiction a lot, where a character is immortal and then they can't understand being immortal, so they do things that kind of sabotage their longevity. But they do that after, like, living for, like, 20 years. 
And I don't get that. <laughs> I feel like if there's an upper limit to how much my consciousness can be, I'm happy to, to, to check in in a good 300 years and reassess at that time. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I do not mind flirting with the curse of being alive for too long. I, I, I would much rather be alive for too long and be uh, trapped by that than, than too little. So I, I think absolutely yes. And the limits that... that uh, fiction seems to ascribe to mortality. I'm going to re- uh, be a skeptic until pre-proven otherwise. <laughs> yeah, and also I think mort- immortality is really cool because we will probably not be people that get to live um, on another planet. And I would love to live on another planet. I think it would be so cool. Um, I would also like to see what happens to this planet and be able to write the history of this planet for the next species that comes through. So we can say, hey, we messed up real hard. So maybe don't do that one thing. Um, just so I can. And also there's a really good I told you so in that that I really must have for myself. <laughs> <laughs> you do get very motivated by I told you so. Oh, my God. Is your I get it. wrapped up in that at all? Or is that just a journey for yourself? Uh, yeah, I mean, I could, cer- I certainly get more motivated by I told you so's than anything else. Yeah. <laughs> so. Cool. Tressa. Thanks so much for being on podcast. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah. This was a well, lot of fun. I'm glad I got to actually talk to you guys. I've never actually done that before. Oh, man. It just seems so crazy because when you're on the Twitters and you're in this community, it almost seems like, oh yeah, of course we've of course we've talked to one another because we you know, are on the internet together, but that is not the truth. It's crazy. Tristan, yeah. thanks for living out loud your journey. I, I know that I, I've really taken to it and find a lot of inspiration at times in it, and I know that I'm not alone in that. You are a very eloquent champion. Uh, for the sort of self-care that, that you have there. Uh, if I get a Fitbit, is there any uh, group, walking group things that you or Geeklies are in that I can join? Yes, on the Geekly Get Fit Twitter, you can actually, there's a link to the Geekly Get Fit um, uh, group, and we challenge each other all the time. I'm in like five week week-long challenges right now with different Geeklies. There's even a Stride Kit group, which is kind of cross- um, platform platform mm-hmm. yeah um it's a little harder to use so we don't get as competitive on it i bo- i don't think but it's nuts it's awesome very cool do you have any parting words for the listeners or anything thanks for listening and treat yourself well oh treat, treat yourself, yourself well, well guys i'm gonna try not to have given up on this whole sphere of my life <laughs> <laughs> That's my. Uh, that's the promise I can make to this microphone right now. <laughs> I promise to try not to have given up. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Good for you. I hope you can do it, and I'll be here with you, bud. Thanks. It was so fun to talk to you, Tressa. Have a great night. It was awesome. Thank you. See ya.